1: Guys, as you can tell, it's the figuresome twosome,
0: the lonely toosers,
1: the lonely
0: toosers. I
1: don't know, <laughs> nice.
0: Okay, we're maybe not lonely,
1: that's true because we're together. The yes. Omulars.
0: oh, guys, oh,
1: guys, uh, for another episode of the MFG cast this week or this episode. We're going to be talking about our first look at Architects of the West Kingdom. I thought this would be kind of cool to do a what's, what's our f- first kind of opinion of a game as we kind of just began playing it. Um, We were able to play it, you and me only played it once, right? Yep. And then I was able to play it with Mike, but I thought it'd be kind of cool to, you know, get our first opinion kind of on this game and then see after multiple plays how our attitude would change on a game. Because sometimes when you first play a game, sometimes you hate it, sometimes you love it. You know, and sometimes it changes after a while, you know, so it would be kind of cool to see how that kind of shapes out. But before that, let's talk about what we're now playing. We were able to play a couple of games here recently, and one of the games that I was super surprised that I I'd heard a lot of good things about this company, but I never played a game by them, and Tracy actually used um, some money that she'd got from, you had like an Amazon gift card for your birthday or something? Yep. Okay. And you were able to uh, acquire for us Deep Sea Adventure by Oink Games. Again, I've heard lots of good things about Oink Games' games, but I didn't realize how tiny they were. So tiny.
0: It's so cute. I know. You it. Yeah, and what stemmed the look into this and the purchase of it was off of another Facebook page that I follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to ask somebody... Ooh, what's that game? Mm-hmm. And, well,
1: give them some free press. Who, who, what's the um, Facebook I, page?
0: I think the Facebook page is Board Game Revolution. Mm. And every Monday, someone posts on there, What? Hey, what have you guys played this weekend? Bonus points for pictures. And I always post our what well, we've played for the weekend and our pictures. And um, get a lot of acknowledgement from different people on what we've played over the weekend Mm -hmm. a guy had posted a picture of this but he didn't say what it was and so I drummed up a conversation with him and said "Ooh, what is that and I because I had no idea I'd never seen it before and nor did I realize the game was so incredibly tiny what is it like five six inches long or something like that maybe Mm -hmm. by like three inches wide it's like the smallest game i've ever seen it came in the mail and i went this can't possibly be it came in like a little envelope or something mm-hmm. this can't possibly be the game yeah. yeah so he told me about it and said hey this is what it is we like it and um here's the link to bgg for the the ratings and about the game and boom mm-hmm
1: yeah, it's it, the box is kind of almost like the size of like a big box of cigarettes or something like that, almost.
0: <laughs> or you'd store like playing cards in it. Oh yeah, sure. like from back in the olden days. Olden days, yeah.
1: But in Deep Sea Adventure, basically what you do is you have these tiles that you lay around that are kind of like a path, and your divers go deeper. And as you your divers go deeper, you get more points. But the trick of it all is when you pick up, it's I think it's like your treasure. When you pick up one of these tiles, it limits you on how far you can move in the future. So basically you have these two d6s, but they're only they only have 1, 2 and 3 on them. And depending upon how far you can, you know, how far you can go is what you roll, but depending upon how many treasures you actually have with you that takes one less. So say you have one and you roll a 6, you can only move 5 or if you have
0: what, that's on the way back, not on the way forward.
1: Okay,
0: you can collect as many treasures as you want on the way there, but you have to keep it in mind on the way back because it's holding you down and you have to pay oxygen oh. to go back. Gotcha.
1: So yeah, you can go so- as deep as you want, but like it's funny because you th- you would think that it would it feels like you it would be easier for you to get further, you know deeper in to get more points but like every time I tried to kind of push my luck on it it's, this is kind of a push your luck game like I just couldn't do it I just every time I tried to do it I just kept I kept losing my points so basically if you don't make it before the air runs out and you start at what like 21 air 25, so, 25 air and mm-hmm. it kind of it goes down depending upon how many tiles that each character has like you could really lose out so I don't know
0: so you basically because each player you utilize the same amount of oxygen to get back to the submarine so if i've collected three treasure and kurt's collected three each roll we have to roll at least god to be to be good enough to even get back you'd want to roll You'd you'd want to roll three on each die because otherwise you're not moving fast enough to get back if you've gone deep Mm -hmm. into the sea. And so, see what I did there, deep sea adventure. You basically are going to want to start dropping treasures so that you're not having to move your oxygen down so far. Because if you've collected three and I've collected three, that's six Mm -hmm. each time. And you only start with 25. When you're coming when you're making the decision to turn back and you can turn back before me mm-hmm. and then the oxygen starts dropping right away well I may not even have a chance yeah we struggled like it's not that it was a bad game at all but we struggled I only made it back to the submarine once you play three rounds and I made it back once mm-hmm. you never made it back I at never all made it and back. and the other two rounds I didn't make it back either. It was like we were always one short. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we pushed our luck too far, yep. and if you don't make it back, then you take your treasure that you attempted to acquire, and you stack them in piles of three, and you put them at the end of the line to um, put it deeper into the sea. Which we never even made it to those. No, not like you both. don't. We didn't dare do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: So. Yeah. But in some of the treasure we found out like after we were picking up the game that some of the treasure on the backside doesn't even isn't even worth any points. So it's like total press your luck. Like do I want to pick up this treasure because I don't find out till I get back to the submarine whether I've even collected any any treasure.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the one time I made it back to the submarine what I I came up with 10 points. Mhm. And that helped me win the game.
1: Yeah. It's a fun so, game. Yeah. So. Definitely. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those that's it's a little more strategy than just normal pressure like I feel like I feel like there's a just a little more to it and it and it's got it's got a complexity to it to where like we said like we struggled but it didn't take away from the game we we st- were still like, okay, I will still I would still like to play this game and tr- you know try to see if I can do better and take more chances and take less chances and see what happens so
0: well and I think each round we were like, Okay, so I tried to go farther the first round, and that totally failed. Mm -hmm. So maybe the second round, I go farther and don't pick up as many treasure. Or I don't go as far, and I start dropping the treasure as I'm heading back. And then I don't have to use as much oxygen. So we were trying all these different ways of playing it to see how it related back and it it varies. It would be interesting to play it with how many players is this? Up to 4?
1: It's 2 to 6 actually. 6.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how that would pan out.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting. This would be a this is this is a fun one that you could play with just about anybody. You know, you don't have to be a hardcore gamer like this I think this would be fun to play with like my family or something like that well, or even your family.
0: And I think it'd be fun to just Maybe even just start collecting the treasure right away and then head back and then be like, ha ha, suckers. Yeah, exactly. Now your oxygen is going down and now what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, cool game. Yeah, definitely. Fun game.
0: What, 20 bucks or something? Yeah, Did I pay? Yep. 20, yep,
1: Totally worth it, too. Even though it's a tiny box and so there's not a lot in there, it's got a great value to it. Uh, another game we played and we're always trying to find these unique games and stuff like that and tracy found a good deal online and we got tokyo highway by Itten. it's one of those dexterity games and what you're doing is you're trying to lay out roads of your highway but you're also trying to score points by going under and over someone else's highway without knocking their stuff down and then you get points if you go under and over the uh, the opponents' uh, highways and by putting these little cars on top of them and having them sit there and you got little tweezers and stuff like that and
0: they are the tiniest little cars
1: tiniest little cars yep and uh, unfortunately because we played two players we weren't able to use the buildings that they have in it too you can actually use buildings also to kind of make it more complex but man just playing this game two players with them, with the stuff that we had was ridiculously hard for me at least I think you know I feel like you had a pretty easy time with it but just the strategy of where to lay lay the roads and then you've got these little columns that you can use and you can only branch off of them once unless you use the yellow columns and then you can branch off of it more than once and that just kind of gives you more strategy and stuff like that and you can get extra points if you have like an off-ramp basically so yeah so basically the in the game you're trying to get rid of all your cards before your or all your cars i don't know why i said cards before your opponent does and score the most points before
0: i don't think it's down. i don't think you score the most points do you
1: oh i think it's just trying to get well the thing is though is if if you both maybe then it's about points. yeah yeah if you both Kind of finish out the round and you have all your cars there, then it you know depends upon the off ramps then. So, yeah, I thought that game was pretty fun. It just stressed me the hell out because <laughs> then eventually because I was doing good, I felt like it was doing okay, and then eventually it got to the point where
0: he was knocking shit down. I was
1: knocking yeah, knocking mine down. I was knocking yours down. It was very just blah. So, yeah.
0: So the and- in. In summary, he's not, he doesn't have much dexterity.
1: No, my dexterity, if I were to roll for dexterity, out of 20, it'd probably be a seven, probably.
0: Oh, I was going to say a two?
1: Oh, come on (laughs) now. Get out of here. That's it. Podcast over.
0: Oh.
1: So that's what we've been playing recently. So on to the topic at hand. Well, Tracy ruins everything. are Hurry. Um, so we were able to play Architects of the West Kingdom, and like I said before, by Renegade Games and Garful Games. I had been, able, I was able to play this twice, and you were able to play it once, and I just wanted to get our kind of our first reaction on this game, basically. It's kind of in the same vein and series of the Raiders of the North Sea, basically, but it's got a lot more to it, and it's a little different. So basically, in this game, what you're doing is there's you get 20 workers basically and you place them around your board but just like in a lot of other games you're not able to really get back your guys unless you do a special unless you use special spots on the board to release them and you still get to use these special cards which are workers that help you get different things like like more stone or more wood or more coins and stuff like that, but I think this one has a little more teeth than your Raiders of the North Sea, where it's you're going to do some more shady dealings. And so they've got this track where it's your... um, Virtue? Yeah, it's a Virtue track. You're going to do some some things that maybe put you down on that uh, Virtue track that are not so good, like you can steal from the tax stand. And you lose a couple virtue, which can, in the end, kind of hurt you with negative points in the game. But during the game, you can get some benefits off of that, too, where when you're laying coins to do certain things in this game, you can get taxes. And sometimes when you're doing these shady dealings, you ha- you can avoid the tax man because you're doing all these shady dealings and stuff like that. Um, but also you can raise your virtue and stuff like that by getting certain boons on the hiring the worker cards and doing special spots and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just, it's interesting to see this game where it's got a little more to it. You've also got a black market too, where, you know, again, it's like, Oh, I'm going to go to this black market and I'm going to get all these things that are going to be really cheap for me than it was. If I do this the right way, you know,
0: the cool thing about the black market too that, we should mention is that there's a certain point in the game where the black market resets, meaning that um, any of your workers that you have sitting in the black market, when the reset happens, which it indicates when workers are placed on certain spaces on the board, the black market resets. And then anybody who's stuck in the black market doing those shady, shady dealings, dealings yeah. are sent right to prison.
1: Yeah, And, um, it's, and the thing that's... You know, different from the black market than the other spaces is that these other, these other spaces, they have big circles so you can put as many workers in there as you want and get the resources double or whatever, they and triple, they multiply. And then multiply. Where in the black market, you get to put one person there and they stay there until that black market resets. And so you're basically like, so yeah, so you get your hand kind of caught in the cookie jar there it's like, okay, so I'm going to do this awesome one-time dealing for now, but my guy's going to get sent to prison. And the prison, when those guys are caught in that prison, that black market reset also gives you negative virtue, or you can get what's called a debt. And when you have the debt, it um, takes away a couple of uh, victory points at the end if you don't, if you don't uh, pay that debt off. And if you eventually pay the debt off, then you can flip the card and get a virtue for doing that. So, you know, it just depends. It's like this This game is kind of cool because like in Raiders of the North Sea, it's like, you know, we're all these guys and we're going to be raiding and we're going to be dying because this is what we do. We're Vikings. This is our thing. In this game, it's like, okay, do you want to be the good guys? Do you want to be the bad guys? You know, we can send can. a bunch of people to jail, but you can also free your prisoners and you can... You, you can keep, you can keep them going. Or... Yep, exactly. So a good way to get your guys back is if you free them from prison, or you use the town center. You can actually take uh, on a two-player game. You can free up to two spots of where your guys are. So if you got f- four guys in the forest and you've got three guys in the mines, you can take both of you can take all seven of those people and free them from their spots and then use them again. To kind of keep the game going and stuff like that.
0: Or, if you want to be naughty, you can actually take the other players. And we didn't, I didn't do this with you. Did you and you Mike do You did not. This? Me and Mike did do that. Did, did they go to, would they go to my board then? Yes. And then you send them to prison the next turn.
1: No, you would send them to prison during one, on one of the spots here. So what you would actually do.
0: Okay. Yeah. So instead of collecting your workers because you want to, um, you know, collect more wood or collect more gold or something like that later and reuse the guys, you can actually do that with the other workers, the other um, players' workers, and actually send them to prison.
1: Yeah. So we
0: never did that. Because I think we were lear- we were trying to learn all the, the um, comings and goings of each of the spots. Yep. First.
1: Yep. And it's funny because I had the cool thing about talking about this first play and stuff like that, or this first couple of plays, like with you. You know, we didn't we didn't do the prison thing, and so this next game I was like, you know what, I really want to see how this works, and I thought for sure Mike would just.
0: Yeah, what? that's why you. when you said he didn't do that, I'm like, no. <laughs>
1: yeah, like... He didn't do it? The only time he... I think he did it once. And the only reason why he did it, I think, is because I kept doing it. <laughs> oh. But what you can do is you can, you know, take people's guys and put them on your board. And they, they for a, a matter of turns, can be on your board. But also, they can be freed, depending upon the guardhouse, because they can... So, even if they're on your board... Or even though you've captured people on your board, the other player the other player can pay five silver, which two are tax, or take a debt and lose a virtue, which I don't even know why you'd want to do that <laughs> to replace uh, to release uh, workers from another player's board, putting them back on your board to use.
0: You know why you would do that because you don't have enough silver and you want your workers yeah. back.
1: Yeah, but it's it seems like silver is just so easy to get.
0: I, I struggled like. with getting silver. Did you? But it was because I didn't have the right architects
1: but the cool thing about capturing people and putting them on your boards is that eventually you can take a guardhouse action and you can take all of the prisoners that you had of theirs from your board deliver them to jail and get one silver for each prisoner so if you gather in a two-player game you can take you know two people from two spots where in a three plus three plus game You would only be able to take one but basically you're just getting all this silver for being like hey i caught all these bad guys for you here you go here's all the money thank you very much one of the biggest ways to you know help yourself get victory points and stuff like that is to use your guys in the guild hall so what you would do is put take one of your workers put them in the guild hall they're actually out for the rest of the game unfortunately but it helps you get those victory points to win so you can do buildings which you have, which you're gonna need to get resources and certain symbols from your architects. You always have to have the architects in front of you to build these buildings because they're basically
0: your workers. Yeah, well, yeah. They're
1: building your stuff for you basically. I shouldn't
0: call them your workers because the your other guys are
1: Yeah. Well yeah. They're, kind they're all kind of the same. They're, they're all, all kind of yeah. the same. Yeah, exactly. They're your specialty workers. Yeah. So for the guild hall, you can either do that building So you need to use the, like I said, you need to use the resources and the symbols from your cards to build buildings. It will give you, those will give you victory points and also boons that will help for like, you can get a one-time bonus thing or it can be a recurring thing where it's like, the silversmith is every time you go to the silversmith, whatever you, however much, silver you get there you get one more silver because you have this guy in front of you you know you've got another guy where it's like every time you go to the black market you get a stone each time you know so you get these certain special abilities that you can use either one time or ongoing kind of thing yeah
0: another part of the guild hall too is that whole black market reset that i talked about as you start placing workers you lay them down in the guild hall And when you get to a certain point of the guild hall, you get to the black market reset. And that's when you can kind of send those workers that would happen to be in the black market into prison. And if there aren't any, well, if there are or if there aren't, there are still actions that happen in the black market. Like there's cards that sit in there and then they flip so it has more opportunity for this. I think it's the small... Small and the large, so base... I think that's what they call them. So it'd be like, if you went to the black market, you could collect these two small resources versus another section where you play pay three silver coin to get four different... four resources.
1: Yep, and l- lose a virtue also.
0: Oh, yes. Yep. Sorry.
1: Um, another way to uh, use the guild hall, too, is to basically...
0: To have your um, worker, um, oh, work in the cathedral.
1: Yeah, work in the cathedral. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't think of how to introduce that. Wouldn't they work in the cathedral? Yeah, exactly. So basically, what you're doing is you're taking resources and buildings from your hand and you're um, putting them back into into the supply to move up this chart on there so you get victory points depending upon where you're at so like the first one is you know put back a gold and one of your building cards and you get two points the other another one is mix of four stone or four wood and a building another one is marble in a building and then so on and so forth and then there's a top one where only one player can get to that top and you get 20 points there so depending upon how far you go up there you also get victory points
0: Also, as you complete those, then there's a whole stack of cards on the side. So once you um, complete a portion of that cathedral, so to speak, then you actually get to take one of these cards and you get rewarded for your work at the cathedral. So examples on the cards would be you may be able to move up on the virtue track. You may be able to collect resources and move up on the virtue track there's a variety of things but once you collect one of those um, cards they're out of the game and once they're gone they're gone
1: we didn't explain like every single spot in detail just because I, f- I feel like we've kind of given you a you know a good look into kind of how this plays but um yeah it's it's one of those that it gives a lot of strategy like <laughs> the first couple times you play it's like geez, there's just so many things to do, you know? how What strategy am I going to use? Like, for the first game with me and you, I think what I did is I was like, okay, I'm going to do a couple of buildings, and then I'm going to try to get a bunch of my workers to kind of help out in that way. And I, for some reason, I just didn't do as much as I wanted to do. So
0: Well, and I expected it to score higher mm-hmm. than it actually did. And we even, like we said, we didn't send anybody to prison. We basically each gathered a bunch of workers back and played it or like played them out again. Mm -hmm. And we still didn't score very high, but I think that's to be expected. But I think just playing it the first round or no, not the first round playing it the first time for the size of the board. Like there's so much, it's like such a beefy board with lots of information and lots of decision making. hmm Yeah. Like for what you want to do.
1: But I don't I don't think it's a very hard game to learn. It's just oh, a- Oh, no. A probably, it's probably just a more of a harder game to master, I would say.
0: Right. Well, and it's like there's so many spots that you can go. It's like, where is this spot? hmm Like it was like, okay, so well, and us even just spending the time to go through all of the different rules and stuff when we were first learning it, it was like- Okay, so I'm going to read the rules on the mines. Where are the mines? And so we had to find them. And okay, so now the town center, where is that? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's just, and it's just learning to where each of the things are. Mm -hmm. And knowing what you can, what your different options are and what you can do. And I think each gameplay is going to be so, could be so different Mm -hmm. um, based on, You know, because you draft for your buildings at the beginning of the game. And so that can be different because depending on what buildings you keep during the draft and versus what architects are displayed on the board at the very beginning to know like which ones you need to hire and like what resources you want to collect and are you going to be a scoundrel and send your people to prison not your people, but your um, opponents, people to prison. And, you know, how do you want your virtue to stand on the board? You mm-hmm. know, all those kinds of things. Am I going to start taking all the taxes? And it, I, I think every game you can play it different. And even if you played it the same, I don't think you'd have the same results.
1: No, you don't. So it's got a, a lot of good replayability of it. So just kind of keep that in mind as you play this. You know, it's there's a lot of different options there. Um, we'll kind of, re- we'll kind of, we'll revisit this game, uh, as we kind of get more plays of it and stuff like that. So just kind of keep your ears out on that on future episodes, because we'll, I want to at least play this a few more times just to kind of get more legs on it and see if this changes our opinion on, you know, how it plays and if we like it and stuff like that. Like as far as right now, like I really enjoyed it. So we'll just have kind of see how that goes. How did you feel about it?
0: I like it. I, but I like the look of it and the idea of it in general, mm-hmm. but I really like Raiders mm-hmm. too. So I think that's kind of what got me, what attracted me to the game in the first place Yeah, is the art of Raiders and not entirely the full concept of Raiders, but bits and pieces of it with the resources and this different spaces and things like that. So I, I'm anxious to play it again. hmm multiple times just to see if it stands up to what i hope it will yeah definitely
1: so let us know on facebook and twitter if you played architects of the west kingdom and just tell us how many plays of it you had and is it was it something when you first tried it out you know did you like it did you not like it you know have you warmed up to it is it something where you're like you know when you first played it you're kind of like ah, i don't really know if i you know if this really was the thing for me or like I was hoping it was going to be Raiders like and because it wasn't, then it kind of turned me off. You know, what's your opinion on this game? We'd like to kind of know, you know, what you think about it. And we'll kind of, like I said, in the future, we'll kind of let you know if our attitude has improved or declined on this game. So yeah. So that's pretty much it. Um, Anything else to add? Nope. All right. Awesome. So until next time, I'm Kurt.
0: And this is Tracy.
1: And this was the MVPcast. Thanks for listening.
0: Legends of Tabletop Podcast, creating legends one die at a time.